Heather Deardorff earned a bachelor's degree in American Studies from Franklin and Marshall College and then a master's degree in counseling from the University of Vermont. Heather began her career in admissions at the college level, working at Dickinson and Gettysburg. She spent years at St. Paul's School in Concord, New Hampshire, where she was the Associate Director of College Advising and also served on the Admissions Committee. Heather then went on to direct the College Counseling Office at Potomac School in McLean, Virginia. Heather is an active member of her community through her service working with the homeless in land conservation and teaching children to swim in her spare time. Hi, Heather. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited to pick your brain on uh, how parents can best support their students as they face disappointment um, from maybe not getting into their top college. Great. Thanks, Betsy. Thanks for having me today. And I'm, I'm, while not excited to talk about this topic, I've had a lot of experience as a college counselor over many years and also as a parent having navigated this with two children. So happy to be here. Awesome. So let's jump right in. I mean, firstly, how can parents best prevent their students or their children from feeling totally brokenhearted and lost after not receiving an acceptance from their top college? Sure. Yeah. And I don't think you can prevent students from feeling some disappointment after, especially after being denied from a place where they were very invested and, and very interested in, especially with early decision, where the premise is that students are committing to the school, they're committing to the school, they're saying that it's their top choice. And they're, you know, in, in some regards, putting all their eggs in one basket, because if they are admitted to the school, then they promise to go. And so colleges have built this up to be this this big thing and acceptance rates are generally higher so students oftentimes feel like even though it's a long shot early decision can be their best shot so there's some hope here um and students spend an inordinate amount of time writing essays and filling out applications or love letters if you will to colleges um they're you know we we tell them all the time to be vulnerable and put themselves out there and and they do that really well um they're they're opening themselves up to criticism if you will and for many this is the first time that they have faced rejection or disappointment or even something that maybe didn't go their way I think, um, you know, as parents, we're, we're so used to fixing everything and trying to prevent our kids from feeling sad or disappointed, but it's a part of life. And ultimately, this is one of those big life lessons. Um, kids also don't like waiting, you know, so they've been, they, they've applied, they've, they've waited around, they've gone through the scenario several times, they've thought about it, they've, they've, they overthink about it. They dream up potential outcomes. And of course, we want them to have hope. Um, we want them to, to feel good about themselves. Um, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't always play out the way that they had played it out in their heads. And so um, from the very start, I think it's really important to emphasize to students that you know, they, we, we know that they know their strengths and we know their strengths and that they can see everything that they're bringing to a college community. 
So mm-hmm. I think, you know, sometimes when we think about that, there's only one college out there that's the perfect college. In my mind, I think that's somewhat faulty thinking. And and when I start working with students, and and you know, I can speak for my colleagues at Macmillan, what we want to do is that is help students find lots of places that could end up being the perfect place. Um, with our wise method, you know, we spend a lot of time in that what we call the wonder phase, where we just want students to explore their strengths, to get to know themselves, to understand how they tick and therefore find schools where that's going to be welcomed and they're going to be an integral part of their college community. So my goal with students is always to try to find 10 top choices so that when that one perfect school doesn't work out, they can get back up on their horse and and get moving. Awesome. I think that's really great advice. So say a student does put all their eggs in one basket, so to say, um, and they don't get into their top college. What advice would you give to their parents and family members to best support them? Yeah, well, some of it I I hope has already happened. Um, You know, I, I think as parents, we, especially through this process, we need to always be registering unconditional support, right? The the people that the stu- that our sons and daughters are trying the hardest to please are are the parents. You know, they hang on things that we say. They worry that they're not measuring up to what you know sometimes imaginary expectations are, and so they need to know that their choices are okay. And our job as parents, and certainly as college counselors, is to support them. So I think parents just kind of remembering that this isn't your process, it's their process. We don't need to come in and be fixers. Um, the inevitable is going to happen. You know, I mean, kids kids want to take long shots and that's great. And we encourage them to do that. But when they don't get into their top choice, I think we need to allow them to sit with it for a little bit, to process it, to feel the suck, if you will, um, to, to grieve a little bit. And then, like I said, to get back on their horse and move on. Um, it's, you know, I think it, but I think if parents have laid the groundwork that, you know, their son or daughter is not the sum of their accomplishments, their, their, their worth is not determined by the name of a college or the colleges to which they were admitted. Um, it's really important to talk to students ahead of time to tell them that, you know, you as a parent support them no matter what, no matter where they go, it's not going to determine the course of the rest of their lives. So I think that is really the message that we want to get across. Let them sit with it a little bit, remind our kids how amazing they are and that they have a great list of schools. So back to that 10 or 12 top choices from top to bottom, they have places where they'll thrive. There's really nothing that we can do as parents when that disappointment arrives. You know, we can't necessarily make it better other than let them know that they've done everything that they could do in that application. You know, they've applied well. They took their shot. They put themselves out there. Um, and it's usually not worth armchair quarterbacking. Um, you know, 
I, I've had parents, so many parents call me over the years and say, I want you to call the, the college and see what exactly it was that they didn't like about my son or daughter's application. And it's like, you know, I can call them, but I can tell you what the answer is going to be. It's going to be, it wasn't, it wasn't your kid. It was us. It just, you know, we were looking for certain things and, and maybe Johnny just didn't fit exactly what we were looking for that year. So we don't have a crystal ball that tells us exactly what College X is looking for this particular year. They all have their institutional goals and those are different every year for the same institution. And so, you know, just because Johnny looks like he's a perfect fit this year or, or last year doesn't mean that it's going to, the same thing's going to be true this year. So there's no, you know, in my mind, um, I think the worst thing that we can do as parents, as counselors is to try to go back and pinpoint what exactly it was, because there is no such thing. I think if we feel confident that a student has done their best job possible on their applications, we need to live with that. That, you know what? It just, it didn't work out. Maybe it wasn't the perfect fit, uh, but that perfect fit's going to come along. Thank you. I, I really love that. I remember the best advice my dad gave me when I was starting college applications and college visits. He said, you know, Betsy, it really doesn't matter where you go. Um, you're you're going to get a good education. You're going to make friends. You're going to have a good time. So um, yeah. I think, yeah, lessening that. that yeah, yeah, lessening that pressure is important. Yeah. Awesome. So kind sure. of other than other than those words of wisdom, do you have any other resources in mind that you know parents and families can use to support their child as they're facing all this disappointment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a very scary process and, you know, it can be filled with a lot of angst and it's, you know, I, I think just by nature of how selective some schools have gotten, it's it's very fraught with fear and, and the potential for disappointment. And parents don't want to see, we don't want to see our kids hurting. We don't want to see our kids disappointed. And that's completely understandable. Um, but like I said, you know, part of this is a life lesson. And one of those is, you know, putting yourself out there and taking, taking that law, taking those shots. Um, but I found, I mean, two of my favorite books um, on sort of the process are, are different in that one approaches it from sort of a practical, um, you know, here it is and here's how to navigate it as a family. Um, Rick Clark, who is the Dean of Admissions at Georgia Tech, and Brennan Barnard, who has worked on both sides of the desk as both an admissions officer and also college counselor, um, wrote a book uh, several years ago called The Truth About College Admission. And then its subtitle is A Family Guide to Getting In and Staying Together. So uh, they both have kids. Um, Brennan now has at least one, if not both of his children have gone through the admission process. And, you know, I love the fact that they're both practitioners in the field of admission. So they they know this stuff inside and out. And they they've lived it and they've also you know, worked with many, many families over the years. And I think they it comes down to brass tacks. I mean, it really is kind of a how-to guide on how to get through this, how to step in as a parent and when to, when to com you know, completely back off. Um, 
It even includes sections on how do you handle Thanksgiving and holiday meals when the family converges and everybody's asking, where did you apply? What's going on? What's going on? And probably the last thing that kid wants to do is talk about where he or she has applied um, because there may already have been some disappointment that has happened. And that's probably the last thing they want to talk about. So it's really, um, it's just really helpful. It's funny. It's, you know, based on years of, of practicing in this, in this field and, um, you know, having been parents themselves. So that would be one, I would say, um, I'd also point you towards, um, Clark also has a blog on Georgia Tech's admission website where he tackles different topics and, he, you know, with humor and good nature and very much reflecting his personality. And then um, Barnard writes often for the for Forbes, where he does a, a column on admissions counseling and, and uh, again, different topics and, and uh, what's trending and that sort of thing. So um, anything from artificial intelligence to you know, test optional to just how often, how many times a week should we talk to our kids about where they're applying to college? So that's one resource. The other book that I love um, was written by Frank Bruni, who's a columnist for the New York Times. And it's entitled, uh, Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be. And I mean, just the title alone, you can kind of imagine what that book's about. But Bruni really makes the case that, um, I mean, he lays out like the you know, top companies in the country and um, the CEOs and where they've gone to school. And it, it's no rhyme or reason. I think there's one Ivy League graduate amongst the top 20 Fortune 500 companies. Um, he talks about the mania that has been created around the whole college admission process. And I think just sort of tones it down to, you know, again, this is not about you. This is about the institution. Um, if you've got, you know, the determination and the wherewithal and the skills and, and the work ethic, you're going to get there. Um, you're going to land in a place that's going to nurture you and that's going to get you on your way. Um, and it may not be in that list of, you know, the top 25 most selective schools in the country, but it might be just the perfect place and really where you are supposed to be. Um, so those are, those are two that I would say definitely, um, if they're not on your reading list as a parent of a child about to go through the process, I would say, um, definitely add them. And, um, Finally, I, I think another unused resource is kind of your the chi your child's village. Who are those people that have been integral to getting your son or daughter through this process? And I know that you you know you as the parent are one of them, but but lean on Johnny's favorite teacher or his advisor at school or the college counselor. I mean, those folks have had so much experience walking kids through this process from start to finish, from soup to nuts, whether that's writing the essay or just daydreaming a little bit about what the future looks like. And they've been through this disappointment period. And I think that they probably have a lot of skills and advice that they could pass along um, 
you know, much like hopefully I'm doing now, but I, I think they're really folks who are removed enough from the process that it's not personal for them. Um, they care about your child. They've, they've, you know, they've been in the same environment with them for, for years and really can, can offer some, some great nuggets and some great wisdom. Awesome. Thank you. I'm sure many of our listeners will find those resources super helpful um, over the next few weeks and months. And I loved seeing another member of our Macmillan team send the how to politely get your aunt Susan to shut up about your college search blog post. Um, I believe that's yeah, David Berg Bergquist's blog. Um, so there's there's some some funny little blogs out there as well. So thank you for those, Heather. Yeah. Anything else you'd kind of like to leave us with as as we conclude our discussion today? You know, again, just letting letting kids process this is, is really um, probably my best advice. And you know, I think in the immortal words of the Rolling Stones, who said, "You can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes you'll get what you need." And even though that top choice doesn't always work out, um, sometimes the place that they're meant to be is where they get in ultimately. And if they've chosen wisely from the outset, that place will reveal itself. Thank you, Heather. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Wise Advice on Educational Planning. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.